Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the We Are podcast on DK Sports Radio. This is your host, Jared Pruvar, and boy, do we have a lot to talk about tonight or this morning. It was a rough game for Penn State as they fell 38-25 to Ohio State, number three ranked team in the country, and boy, did they prove it as they ran or as they threw the football all over Penn State's secondary throughout the entire game. 318 yards went to Justin Fields, who's playing at a Heisman caliber level, and four touchdown passes along his golden arm. It was too much for the Nittany Lions to handle as they made a furious comeback in the second half to cut the lead to 12, um, and it just wasn't enough. The defense got exploited big time. The first few plays, it only took three plays to, to score for Ohio State to start the game as the Nittany Lions look for answers. Their defense has played terribly over the course of the first two weeks, uh, especially this week. The offense could not get anything going. Sean Clifford had two completions. The Buckeyes' defensive front just took away the ability to run the football, and they just did not have an answer. Um, and it's going to be interesting to see how Penn State re- responds. You You can't be at home, and they ha- they managed to delay a game penalties at home where there's no, there are no fans. These mistakes that Penn State are make, is making are completely different. It's a completely different group that we've seen in, in years past. There's a lack of discipline. There's a lack of attention to detail. And granted, it's a young team with only uh, with less than ten seniors. So yes, there's youth, but. Some of these mistakes are just inexcusable. You have miscommunications on defense leading to a touchdown where players aren't running onto the field when they're supposed to. Those are JV-level football mistakes that Penn State is making here at the collegiate level as a ranked team in the top 25 against a team that is ranked in the top three of the country. That If they want to beat them, those things can't happen. But the bright spot for the Nittany Lions was the receiving group that really had had not done much of anything this year. Um, you look at freshman Parker Washington, who had a good game, hauled in uh, over 70 yards. And then you look at junior Jahan Dotson, who had a breakthrough game for the Penn State offense, hauling in three touchdown passes and two of the most spectacular catches that, that you're going to see. And those are the bright spots. Now the Penn State offense let it go a little bit in the in the second half. They let the they took the reins off. They quit trying to run the ball, which is nearly impossible against this front. But what's important is that now they have another layer to their offense, which they desperately needed because they had not had that over the course of the first two weeks. Pat Fryermuth hauled in 46 yards of. Uh, offense through his receptions, but he has been almost an absolute non-factor early in the season. So getting other receivers involved, ones that weren't proven, it has been imperative for Penn State, and they got that tonight. So they do have that going for them moving forward. But teams are going to load up the box to stop Clifford. They don't want him to run, and Penn State's running backs behind Devin Ford were a non-factor tonight. So obviously, going against the, the defensive front for the Buckeyes, they knew going into the game that it was going to be taken away. 
But but on offense, they ended up keep they kept doing the same thing. There was no momentum, no rhythm in the first half for the Nitty Lions. And when you don't have that, it's a very, very rough game. Now they did manage to put points on the board in the first half with a field with two field goals, one coming with one second left. They come out in the second half, score first drive. So you cut the lead twenty one to thirteen. And then Ohio State happens. And it was just an, an unnecessary, uncomplimentary brand of football for Penn State. When the offense was good, the defense was bad. When the defense was good, the offense was bad. And when you don't have complimentary football, it's tough to win football games, let alone against another three-ranked team in the country. So with all that said, Penn State comes to 0-2 to start the year for the first time since 2012. The season is not yet completely over. However, 0-2 is not a great situation to be in. Obviously, you lose last week to Indiana. Not ideal. You you know coming into this week, it's going to be a tough game against Ohio State. And it's going to be imperative that you come out and compete and try to get that victory. Now, it wasn't until the second half that they were truly competitive. So how they respond against Maryland next week is is going to be a big factor in the game. It, it, it's to keep them from going to 0-3 and, and, and really having their season end next week. Because if they get to 0-3, there's no Big Ten championship. You're playing a lower-tier team in the Big Ten um, in, in, on Champions Week. Uh, at the end of the season. And you're going to be lucky if you get to a bowl game that has any sort of merit or value. At 5-2 and two or 6-2 or 7-2, and, two or seven and two, it's not too bad if you're playing, depending on how the schedule lines up. Because as, as we've seen throughout the week, cases of COVID are, are going up, and that's going to have a definite impact on the rest of the season in the Big Ten. Now, Maybe Penn State's paying too much attention to COVID, and they're not practicing the details each and every day of practice. It wouldn't be a shocker. Um, Franklin's always preached that to do the right thing, and they want to be the example. Well, maybe the example involves having success on the field. Um, but if they fall to 0-3, there's a very good chance that hot seat that Franklin and Brent Pry are on it's going to get hot, and it's going to keep getting hotter as they, keep, as they continue their struggles throughout the season. As much as it would be nice to say the schedule gets any easier, it does not. You have Maryland coming to town next week. You have a trip to Nebraska the following week. And then you've also got Iowa coming here which is a plus. You get another home game, but without fans, it ends up not being the same, obviously. It was a very bizarre atmosphere tonight on what should have been an amazing night of football from a fan's perspective, from a writer's perspective, from any perspective. Then you go to Michigan, which has been a house of horrors for you of late. And then you end the season um, with Rutgers and Michigan State. Michigan State, big winners over over Michigan today, or on Saturday. 
So it's going to be an interest. It's, and there's a very, very real possibility Penn State ends up at 0 and 4 or 5 and 4 on the season. There's a very good possibility that Penn State doesn't have a winning record at the end of the year. So it's going to be interesting to see how they respond. They come out, give up a touchdown against Ohio State within the first three plays. Not ideal. And then the offense just sputters. There, there's no consistency offensively where you're in conference play and, and there's really nothing going on. You're, you, you need to find that offensive identity. And today I thought towards the end of the half that they did, or the, in the second half that they did. They were able to spread the ball out and get their playmakers the football. And, and it's very possible that it's a true freshman in, in Parker Washington and it's a junior in, um, in Jahan Dotson. So getting those guys involved and getting them involved in the game plan early is going to be imperative for Penn State moving forward if they want to finish out the year on a strong note, which anything is possible. It's very possible that the season could end tomorrow. It could end the next day. It could end in two weeks. It could end in three weeks, or we could get to the end of the season. But Penn State needs to step their game up. At Minnesota, Kirk Scirocco was was known for getting his playmakers into space. So maybe there is a, a different dynamic between Franklin and Shiraka. So it's it's going to be figuring out that dynamic and making sure that it is it is possible to to keep everybody moving forward. And maybe maybe that is the issue for Penn State. Maybe they are they are having that that communication issue. Defensively I they are. The, the defense has not looked great at all. Lamont Wade did not look good in coverage. Not that he has in the past, but tonight was was especially bad, or Saturday night was especially bad. But it will be interesting to see how they how they handle it. You have Kurt, you have Shiraka, the offensive coordinator who's who's coming off of Minnesota where he was largely successful. Same thing at, at Western Michigan. Um, he's a PJ Fleck disciple. And PJ Fleck and, and James Franklin have a lot of of similar characteristics. So it's it's very interesting to see that dynamic and how it works and, and finding that familiarity. And he's not, and this is the first time that there really hasn't been a familiarity uh, with the offensive coordinator. You you go from uh, you go from Joe Moorhead to Ricky Ronnie, who was, who was by Franklin's side for, for multiple years. And that doesn't work out. Ricky Ronnie goes to Old Dominion to be the head coach, brings in Kurt Scirocco. Then there is there is a growing period. There is a there is that kind of honeymoon phase where you got to figure each other out, and so far it hasn't worked, even with the extended amount of time. Now, don't get me wrong. There there was no spring ball. There was no opportunity to to see it there in game situations. So they're finally competing for the first time in in ten months, but you're you're learning on the fly about each other, about the team, about everything, and it's just not working right now. So for Penn State to, to continue to have success and to get to have that success, they're going to need that offense to mesh. And and it hasn't this week. It didn't last week. So you have to find that consistency. And you have to get those playmakers the football. Now Sean Clifford, Franklin seems to, to think and has, has gone on the record and saying that him running the football loosens him up a little bit. Well, they're going to key on that. Defense, opposing defenses are going to key on that. They don't want Clifford to run the football. And with the running backs that they have, Devin Ford, 
and two freshmen and and Keziah Holmes and, and Kevon Lee. You know, it's 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 gonna be difficult to for the Penn State offense to get those guys going with their inexperience and and um, inept line play, especially tonight. Now they're not gonna face the Ohio State front every weekend, which is definitely a blessing in disguise. But they need to find other options. Fryermuth is not played up to his caliber. Uh, opponents are, are keying on him and, and trying to take him out of the game plan. So you have to be able as a as a team to find ways, other ways to to beat you and, and to get to that point. You know, Penn State's got to get those wide receivers engaged in the game and and having guys like Washington and Dotson available only helps that, but you have to get them involved early and often or you stand no chance and you're playing catch up. And of course, did it, did Ohio state play aggressively in the second half? No, not so much defensively, but the Penn state offense took what they were given and, and did well with it. And they, they put points on the board. Dotson had this breakthrough night and that's what it's going to take for them to get back in the win column. And, and they haven't been in the win column since the Cotton Bowl in December. So getting that winning feeling and getting that can only bode well uh, for the future. But if they continue to struggle out of the gate, it's going to be a struggle for the Mini Lions. And that's, that's not something that they're used to. You know, it was only a couple of years ago in 2016 where, where fans were, were chanting to fire Franklin after a loss or after tying Minnesota at the half. And taking and eventually taking them to overtime, so it's going to be interesting to see how they handle it, and and can they handle it with a with a young team, with a lot of inexperience. It's going to be interesting to see how they how they make it work and and continue to to find that way back into the win column because if they don't, this season could be even more disastrous than it already is as a with an zero and two start, but. I, I expect them to, to come out and play well against Maryland if they can get those receivers engaged early and and get Clifford into a consistent rhythm offensively and have the defense play competent complementary football. There's a very good chance Penn State can find its way into the win column for the first time all year. But if they come out like they have in the first half of both of these uh, the first two games, then is, there's very well a possibility that Penn State could start the season 0-3. And then those talks about fire Franklin fire up again, and anything ends up possible. But from Beaver Stadium, this has been Jared Frugar for the We Are Podcast. I greatly appreciate you listening, and can't wait to talk to you again soon.